give is true and correct to the best of your knowledge, information, and belief. Thank you. At the record show the witness. Point of parliamentary inquiry. Yes, Mr. Johnson. I think we left out the phrase, so help me God. We did. Could we have the witnesses do it again for the record? Yeah, if they want to do it, but some of them don't want to do it. I don't think it's necessary, and I don't like to assert my will over other people. Well, it goes back to our founding history. It's been part of our tradition for more than two centuries, and I don't know that we should abandon it now. Could I ask the witnesses if they would choose to use the phrase? Mr. Chairman. Mr. Nadler. If any witness objects, he should not be asked to identify himself. We do not have religious tests for office or for anything else, and we should let it go with that. We'll proceed to introduce the first witness. Well, there you go. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores. And what we are going to be, we are pointing out today, and what we want to really discuss is the removing of God from society and how this has been a plot from the enemy all the way back from the 1900s, the early 1900s, actually 1907, which is just uh, is just after the what we would call the great outpouring of Azusa Street in 1906. We see these two combating um, moves. One move from God, and Satan begins to plot on how to stop the move of God by actually setting up ten rules or ten laws or ten plans um, when implemented to remove God from the Christian nations. And so just sit back today, just listen as we go through um, this lesson, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it, maybe have some questions, but um, we are definitely living in planned out times. We're living in days where, you know what, of uncertainty, but they were designed to be that way by the enemy, to be uncertain. But we can trust God. We win in the end. And I love what Psalms um, 2, 4 says, that God laughs at the plan. Okay, we win, we overcome, and it's an exciting time to be living here in 2021. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. And you just heard how uh, the judiciary committees, they don't even want to they don't even want to put God as as the overseer of their processes of truth and lies and truth in in facts and they don't want, they don't want that why because they're God they can decide for themselves instead of putting them under God they don't want that so help me God they don't need God's help who's God you know so again this is the state of the nation. This is the state of people. Let's see how far we've we have come since 1906 and 1907. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and here we go. Here, called thwarted plans, and uh, um, I was doing some mentoring and working with some young men that never heard this type of information before, and so I thought I would just uh, in many. Many ha probably haven't, um, but um, it's how to change a nation, and um, it is a it is a manifesto we're going to go over and talk about um, about uh, about the beginning of the new world order and God's plans and and the enemy's plans and uh, how you doing, Teresa? And so that's my daughter-in-law. So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to take you through. I'm going to take you through this manifesto. Okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how Satan plots and plans. I'm going to show you the the principalities and powers and rulers of high places. That, you know that um, you know we we you know we often as Christians ignore. Okay, because we can't see them. That's the that's the 
one of the issues with spiritual warfare. The enemy can see us and we can't see him. However, uh, discerning the spirits, uh, testing the spirits, you know, understanding that the spirit realm is real and becoming aware of it um, and the assaults of the enemy and how he attacks. And so one of the things that I really want to uh, focus in today on is that God has a plan. Satan plans also, okay, the, the countering of the enemy, how Satan counters things that God does as God rolls, as, as God put Adam on this earth, well, here comes the serpent. There was always the counter. He's always the day behind. He's always looking and plotting for weaknesses in whatever God does with, with us as human beings. So don't think it's strange that things happen. Don't think it's strange that, that all of a sudden, you know, everything's going smooth and great and something happens. There are plans, okay? It's the plans. And um, normally, I, I normally I entitle this uh, this sermon uh, or this teaching and this thought um, under the hands of fathers because it is it is uh, a direct this plan is directly assaulted as you will see at at families it's directly assaulted as as the husband and wife it's it's an assault directly uh, towards the family okay and uh, you will see this so. Uh, I want to I want to first start off by the move of the spirit. Okay, this is this is historic. This happened. This is real. In fact, um, it happened maybe ten miles away from my house, exactly where I'm at right now, uh, down ten miles, a historic place called Los Angeles Street, Azusa Street Revival in Los Angeles. Okay, the, those those of us that are Pentecostal, those of us that have moved the spirit, the Assemblies of God, the Church of God in Christ, many Baptists, many you know many all many of the denominations okay here in America would not exist today had it not been for William Seymour in 1906 okay in 1906 there was a major outpouring of the Holy Spirit here in Los Angeles where where the focus of the world came to the West Coast and in that and in that um, in that uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit where where people were baptized in the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and miracles and signs and wonders the whole globe was coming to the West Coast and that lasted for a year okay that lasted for a whole year I, I'm sorry it went beyond four years but it was Four, it was it was a, an entire year by itself, you know, moving and, and flowing and and uh, you can you can look at William Seymour and his story and and really um, follow follow the the information on on the Azusa Street revival and that that was at the early 1900s 1906 that that did take place and it's a historic fact. It was there. Um, the, like I said, all the denominations that are spirit-filled today um, all owe the, all owe it to that great move of God, which was which was the um, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay, it was not without controversy because many people didn't agree with the, with speaking in tongues and miracles and all that. But when they came in, they saw it themselves. They felt it. They knew it. And uh, all of a sudden, many of them were converted because of because of the move of the Spirit of God overcoming their their limited information with actual experience of the supernatural. And that is that is found in um, 1906, Azusa Street Revival. Do your research. Look at it. It's right there. And so when you look at that, you say, okay, so we have this mighty move of God of the Spirit down in 1906. 
down in Los Angeles, what was going on? What was going on? What was the enemy doing? Well, let me let me show you what the enemy was doing. Okay, the enemy was prepping up a young lady by the name of Alice Bailey. Okay, the, she was in Europe. The um, the, uh, the 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 demon Juan Cool, the principality of the air, manifests himself to her and tells her that I'm going to show you your real purpose in life and. Um, and then he he brings her to New York. Okay, now listen to this. Okay, so while we're having revival on the West Coast, guess what we're having on the East Coast? And you all know that the East Coast is the radio capital of the world, New York. So they so Satan puts her and plots her right there in New York. Okay, she's described. She described the majority of her work as having been telepathically dictated to her by her master wisdom, okay, or the, the their master of wisdom, which was Juwan Cool, which was a which was a spiritual guide. In other words, she had she was receiving downloads of her messages, okay, her, of you know of how to change a nation. Uh, her assignment was given to her by a principality of the air, Juwan Cool, and where did he land her? In in 1907 in New York and there's where the New Age movement came out she is known as the mother of the New Age but this download okay this download was purposeful because it was going to be the ushering in of the New World Order okay how to order the world in one get everybody behaving the same everybody thinking the same everybody being e equality all these ideas began to began to um, unfold in this 10-point manifest and I'm gonna show this to you okay because again this is important for the church to know where we are today we're not here by accident we're here by plans but don't forget Psalms 2 verse 4 gives you that idea that get God laughs at the plan and we win okay God laughs at their plans okay this plan was implemented and put in and started its motion in in um, New York in 1907 by putting the vessel here so that the new age okay Hollywood's religion okay some of you have um, heard heard of the religion new age well here it is okay how it controls Hollywood how it controls the media because it started on the West Coast on the East Coast, I'm sorry, and it spread throughout the nation to now it's Hollywood on the West Coast. And this is why the church needs a spiritual awakening to start understanding the, the spirit realm and how it works and how it affects. Okay, now don't forget, uh, many Christians, many people do not understand that Satan works in the realm of what I will call uh, doctrinal warfare, okay, in other words, um, or information warfare, okay, why? Because he knows, he knows that if he can control the minds and how people think, he can pull doctrine from them. That's what 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 says, In the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, teachings of devils and this is exactly what Paul warns us about in 1st Timothy chapter 4 about the teachings of that comes from the demonic realm okay and again this is this is again Satan showing that he's a copycat because we have the Holy Spirit as our teacher and our guide and the revealer of all truth and he has his demonic realm as what as their teachers okay they're going to follow doctrines of devils in the last day so 1907 we begin to see doctrines start to fold out 
throughout the New Age movement, okay, in through the New Age movement and Alice Bailey, she unleashes this through the media, through Hollywood, and you're going to see how this happens, okay? So what is what is their main goal? To change the Christian tradition from the United States, to change the Christian tradition from our nation and, and really exclude it. Because if you can take God out of the hearts and minds of people, then you can do anything to them. Okay, you can do anything. That's why Christianity is so persecuted. That's why conservative views and values are being censored and, and, and closed down. Why? Because of this, they don't want God. Okay, they don't want God. In fact, this uh, this uh, idea of um, of their divine wisdom. Okay, uh, the Sophia, Theosophia, um, that they that they operate under is that they worship their wisdom. That's why they think that they're so smart. They think that they're elite because they worship their wisdom. Okay, we don't worship wisdom. We use wisdom to worship God with. We use wisdom to create things and build things with. They use wisdom to create their own idols to themselves. Okay, so what's the purpose of this? The purpose is to change the Christian tradition or to redeem the nation of its Christian values. Okay, that's why they fight. That's why, you know, you can't pray. They don't want you praying in school. They don't want you doing anything. Okay, so now think about this. We are now back in 1906. We're not in 2021. Okay, and if you read her book and if you read her manifesto, it says uh, she, she prophesied that it would take about 80 years for this to take place. Think about that. 80 years. In other words, she's patient. She knows it's going to take time to get God out of school. She knows it's going to take time to remove God from the minds and the hearts of the soul of our nation. Okay? She knew it was going to take time. But if they're persistent, if they're tactical, if they're, if they're progressive, okay, then they will succeed. So watch this. Okay? Rule number one. Here's her first thing. Take prayer, take God and prayer out of educational system. Why? If you change the curriculum to ensure the children are freed from the bondage of Christian culture, why? Because children go to school to be equipped to face life. They are willing to trust and they are willing to value what is being given to them. Okay? If you take God out of education, they will unconsciously form to resolve that God is not necessary to face life. Okay? So again, what have we seen? We've seen God completely taken out of school. Our education systems. Okay? That's plan number one. Plan number two. Reduce parental authority over the children. What? It says, break the communication. This is, this is the explanation. Break the communication between parents and children. Why? So that parents do not pass on their Christian traditions to their children. Liberate them from the bondage of their parents' traditions. In other words, get rid of the voice of the parent. Don't listen to your parents. The spirit of rebellion that they put in. So they want to separate. Your parents can't tell you that. You don't have to obey your parents. This this is the idea. Okay. Not to mention, there's, there's many more, but I want to keep on rolling through this because for the sake of time. Number three, destroy the Christian, Judeo-Christian family structure or the structure the, that's traditional in Christian families. What? The father and the mother, the, fa the, brother, the sons and the daughter. Okay? They want to destroy that. What's, what do we call that today? The nuclear family. We call that the, the, family, uh, the family that God created. Okay? And if you look at this, um, and you can go on my other podcast about the attack on the um, sacred marriage. Uh, I explained this thoroughly, so I don't want to go into too much here. But what, what do we have going on in our culture today? 
we have everybody attacking the what the nuclear family that you know anybody it, it's not just a husband and wife that's a family now it's a mix it's a you know it's same sex it's it's all kinds of you know just reimagine right just reimagine everything okay destroy the judeo-christian family structure in other words you can you can call a family whatever you want we're going to get to this i'm going to walk you systematically through this okay i'm just giving you the doctrine so you can see where we are today we win in the end because God is unleashing the spirit of Elijah back into this end time where the hearts of the fathers are returning to the sons and the sons of the, and the children are returning back to the father, which means the family unit is coming back. That's the real revival. That's the real revival is the restoration of the family and the intentions of God. Watch this. Destroy, destroy the family structure. It is, listen, it is oppressive. Listen, this is why it's oppressive. And that the family is the core of the nation. They hate the fact, they hate the fact that the family is the core of the nation. That's why they're destroying the family. That's why they, that's why they want abortion. That's why they want divorce. That's why they want, uh, um, you know, this, uh, what I would call uh, uh, masculine toxicity or, or, you know, whatever, you know, you know, men don't need women and women, you know, the forbidding of marriage. Why? They want to destroy the idea that marriage is good, that God's plan was the right plan, and it's the only plan, okay? And that actually God laughs at these plans. Watch this. Watch this. It says it's oppressive and and that the family is the core of the nation. They hate that. They hate the fact when you when you have your car full, full of kids and mother and husband are in the car and they're holding hands and they're singing. They hate a happy family. That's why they keep telling you, don't get married. Don't have children. You can't afford it. The world's coming to an end. No, no, that's not, listen, that's not Christianity. Jesus said, Jesus said, you know, I, I'm a good father and if I can, if I can raise the, the, the lilies of the valley and the, and the sparrow and I can do all these things, how much more for you? You know, don't worry about yourself. I got your back because we have a good heavenly father. So what are they saying? They're saying if we can break the family structure, if we can break the family uh, backbone of the family, we'll break the nation. We can take the nation. Watch this. Listen to, listen to the sub points, okay? So they want to break marriage. How do you break marriage? You break it by promoting sexual promiscuity, okay? Free, listen, listen to their idea. Free young people to the concept of premarital sex. Let them have free sex. Let it so high that they enjoy it more than anything in life. That sex is the highest point of joy and also make it to where they can fantasize okay I don't want to keep going on with that but you get the idea this was 1906 this is not 2020 2019 look at where we are at as a nation where you got perversion everywhere you got you can pick up your phone and you can get pornography you can you can you can go down the street and get all the stuff that that the world says is permissible make it accessible why because if these perversions versions are normal, then guess what? The family will struggle because these break the family. These break men. Pornography breaks men. 
Pornography breaks women. It's, it's, it's devastating to the heart of a, of a man and a woman when this type of activities is discovered. Okay, so we need to we need to start understanding that this is part of their plan. That's why you know you turn on that TV, you are opening up yourself. You're, when you put your kids on YouTube and put and just allow them to do whatever. Again, you're opening their eyes. Why? Because you can never unsee something. Okay, Ver number four. If listen, because now they're trying to change the nation. So what are they going to do? Let's make sex free. Then make then make abortion legal, right? And then make it easy. Okay, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? Because they want to break the family. They want to break the family. Okay, it says build clinics for abortion. Now, listen, this is before Margaret Sanger. This is the plan. This is before Planned Parenthood. This is before all this. Watch this. It says, it says build clinics for abortion, health clinics in schools. If people are going to enjoy the, enjoy the, the joy of sex, Sexual relations, they need to be free from the unnecessary fears of pregnancy, okay? And it shouldn't hamper them. In other words, get rid of responsibility. Get rid of, get rid of sex for purpose, okay? And that's why you get married. You don't get married for pleasure. You get married for purpose. And you fulfill that purpose, and then it becomes pleasure, okay? So what they're saying is build, build abortion clinics so people can just get used to just, you know what? Killing babies, okay? Getting rid of and perverting the, the actual... Uh, intention of sex, which was God given to man and woman in their in their uh, marital vows. Okay, M number five, make divorce easy and free people from the concept of marriage for life. Huh? What do we have going on? Okay, we have marriage divorce up to almost seventy percent here in America. I remember back in the sixties. Okay, I'm a sixty baby. Okay, in 1962, and I move all the way through life. Guess what happened? Okay, sixties and seventies. You hardly ever. Everybody in our family. I'm not saying the families were happy. I'm not saying the mom and dad were happy all the time in all my friends' home. But there was there was a father and a mother in every home. I knew the fathers and the mothers of every one of my friends. There was no divorce. Okay, there was no divorce. I got a quest. I got asked a question just recently uh, is there any divorce in your in your immediate family or they, they said something as if they were implying that I had divorce I said no all my brothers all my brothers and sisters are married and all they are happily married because of all the model of my father my father modeled fidelity my father-in-law modeled fidelity we come from strong marriage uh, examples okay of the judeo-christian value okay and so um i was i was actually very pleased to actually say that and say no no there's no divorce in my immediate family now i'm not saying it was always hunky-dory i'm not saying it was all happy but you work through these things and you and you make sure that you keep the family unit together okay make divorce easy and make it legal okay free listen um free people from the concept of marriage for life okay Free people, okay? Listen, you don't get, I've done many, many ceremonies. Like Denise Marcotti, oh, my, my sweet, loving, one of my mothers. She's one of, a mother to me. Um, we, I married her son. Now, when we did the marriage vows, if you just look at the marriage vows, the marriage vows are very important, okay? The marriage vows, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife, you know, for better, for worse, sickness and health, to death, do us part? Now, if Mr. Marcotte or Chris, her son, would have said, I'll try, you know what? I, I, would, have, I would not have officiated the wedding. What he says, I will. When you say, I will, that means that you every day you wake up for those vows. Every day, you because you don't wake up every morning feeling married. But because you made those vows, those vows 
are are permanent. They 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 should be running through your they should be running to your to your um through your body, you know, your vows. I can't do this because I am I am married. I, I shouldn't do this because I'm married and commit to your vows. Okay, what are they saying? Get rid of that. Alice, listen, Alice wrote over 65 years ago that love has got a mysterious link called love bond. It is like an ovum mysterious uh, that comes out of the ovaries. And it, man, this lady's weird. Okay, this lady's absolutely weird. Okay, I don't want to get into that. Okay, so that's number five. Make divorce easy. Get rid of the idea that, you know, you could just quit. You could just quit. Okay, you could just quit. Just stop. Okay, and again, we can't just stop because we made vows. You work your problems out. You deal with your things. I remember when my when I first got married back in 19, uh, 1983, a couple days before a couple days before I um, I I was getting ready to get married. I asked my dad, Dad, do you think it's God's will that that I marry Anna? And he just looked at me. You know, he dropped his glasses and gave me that big heavy Texan accent voice, and he said, Mijo, I don't know if it's God's will for you to marry her. But I do know this: once you marry her, it's God's will you stay married. What's that? That's the trick. That's the that's the uh, tradition that's passed on from generation to generation. Okay. So again, coming after the family, coming after coming after your manhood, coming after your womanhood. That's exactly what they are doing. Number six: make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Okay. Make it an alternative lifestyle. Make make sexuality and perversion, transgenderism, make all that normal. Okay. Make all that normal. Okay. Now, number seven is easy, is, is another one. Debase art and make it run mad. What, what do they mean? Promote new forms of art which will corrupt and defile imaginations of people because art is the language of the spirit. So what are they doing? They start saying, you know, all the rap music and all the profanity, they call that music. No, it's profanity. It's profanity with a beat to it, and they call it art. They get Grammys for that, okay? Um, they have all kinds of perversions that they're calling art, okay? So again, what are they saying? What are they saying? Pervert everything. Pervert everything. Make it the base. Number eight is this. Okay, then I'm going to give you some Bible after this. I hope you guys are hanging in there. Y'all okay? It says this. Use the media to promote and change the mindset. In other words, this is, this is what the media does. They wash, they rinse, and they repeat. Whatever their message is, wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. That's exactly what they do. Okay, so when they want you... So they want to change the mind of America. Guess what they do? They start putting, they start putting, you know, sex on everything. They start putting, they start putting perversions on everything. They start doing all those things. This is part of the plan: wash, rinse, and repeat. They have nothing new. Okay. It says the greatest channel you need to, to use to change human uh, attitude is media. Use the press, the radio, the TV, the cinema. You can tell today how successful they have been. Okay. Again, just turn on your TV. Number nine. Create an interfaith movement. I love this. Okay, create an interfaith movement. What's an interfaith movement? Oh, there's all there's many ways to God. How many how many Christians? How many pastors have gone on on, on national TV? Larry King, Oprah. You know, um, you know they've gone on uh, DeGeneres show when she was there, and they go on all these day, nighttime TV shows with with all their with all their little uh, clowns, um, and they ask them hard questions like, is there uh, is Jesus the only way to heaven? And you see them start dancing around. Well, you know, and, you know, just look at the internet, okay? Just look, just look at it, okay? Uh, some of their answers. Watch what happens here. They, 
This is part, all part of the plan to start saying, oh, there's many ways to God. There's, there's, you know, that all faiths are equal. No, no, that's not what God says, okay? You shall have no other gods before me. Nothing else matters, okay? So what, what's, what was one of her plans? Is to, is to make all religions equal to Christianity, and that's not happening, okay? Here's the kicker, and I'll, and I'll finish this, I'll finish off with this, okay? Number 10. Get governments to make all these laws, make the make all these laws, and get the church to endorse these changes. How many men of God have gone on and would say, "Yeah, we can we can get along with same sex marriage, homosexual. We're good with that. Abortion, well, it's your choice, your body, your choice. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know the the Bible's not really clear on that. You know, you gotta love everybody, and you gotta. You know, you we're not cruel. The church is not cruel, and and you know, so you know, obviously. Get governments to make all these laws and get the church to endorse these changes. That's the nail on the coffin. If they can change your constitutional rights or laws, then you have to submit and you have to obey. Okay, that's the nail on the coffin. That is an 80-year plan. Now watch this. Let's watch the move. Let's let's watch them move through the 50s. Okay, there was a television show called Father Knows Best. Okay, okay. From 1953 to 1963, Robert Young led a family. Okay, then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, in 1974, there comes a mixed family and a divorced family called the Brady Bunch. And what happened? You had this mix. What were they conditioning the church to do? What were they conditioning America to do? Accept divorce, accept broken families, accept mixed families. They started conditioning. And it was a great show. We all laughed at it, but we really didn't understand what was going on. That's why they call it programming. Okay. After that came All in the Family, 1970, 1971, Archie Bunker. He became a bigot. He was showing how big, how, how he was such a racist and, and Archie Bunker, you know. And then after that came Sanford and Son. So in other words, this plan to change fathers and make fathers look like buffoons or bigots or, or mean and cruel and uneducated, you know what? It happened, it happened, to, it, it happened to all the cultures. It happened to all the all the races, okay? They weren't leaving anybody out. The black community got it, okay? Three's Company, then here comes, now comes Three's Company, is um, live, what I call living confusion. In other words, is, you know, because uh, Tripper, was he a man, was he a woman, was he gay, was he, you know, you, it always kept you guessing what he was. What? It was conditioning you to accept a sexual revolution that was coming, okay? We, listen, the church, as long as you laugh at it, you can't, you can't preach against it. If you laugh at that, if you laugh at these things, you own them. Okay, you own it. Then comes what? Married with children. Al Bundy. Here's another to destroy the idea that fathers are leaders and fathers are, should be at the forefront of everything. And finally, The Simpsons, 1989. I can go on forever because there's so many examples. But this shows you how they programmed to destroy father leadership. Proverbs 8, 1, 8, 9. I'm, I'll leave you in a second with the with just some thoughts on this okay because this is how they changed the nation we're living this is this is the plan that was let, that was released in 19 1907 where are we today how successful have they been how how unsuccessful has the church been being aware of this thing how programmed are we uh, to just say hey sarah sarah whatever you know 
and not get involved in the process. Proverbs 1, 8, 9 says, My son, hear the instructions of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they, they will be graceful ornament on your head and change around your neck. So, fathers, okay, listen, instruct your family. Instruct your family. Deuteronomy 11, 18 and 19. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in the heart of your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets, frontlets on your eyes. You shall teach your children, okay? You teach them to your children. See, because Christianity is generation to generation. It's passing it on. It's, it's fathers. You have to start teaching your children. You have to take what you know of God's Word and pass it on. Give them the wisdom of God. This is what's mean. This is why, you know, fathers, we, we got to be the spear of the, you know, the tip of the spear in this thing. You shall teach them to your children, speaking to them when you sit down in your house, when you walk away, when you lie down. You know, the constant teaching, okay? Abraham was in Genesis chapter 18, 17, through 19. God says, Abraham is such a father that if I tell him, he's going to command all his children. He's going to command. He's not going to recommend. He's going to command. Okay? See, fathers command things. We don't recommend that you go, you know, it's time for, oh, you know, we ask the kids, what do you want for dinner? Well, you know, you start taking, all of a sudden, dinner's no longer what the family eats and what the family plans and what the family does. All of a sudden, it turns into a menu. Okay? No, we don't do those type of things. Okay? At least we didn't. I don't know how they do it now, but I do know this, that Abraham was such a father Okay, that God said in Genesis 18, 17 through 19, He says, I can't hide anything from Abraham because he's going to tell his kiddos and they're going to do it. Joshua 24, 15. I love this. And it says, and if, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose uh, for yourself this day whom you're going to serve, whether the gods of your fathers um, that you serve that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in those lands who you dwell. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We must get back to fundamental things that made Christianity in our nation great, that we make decisions to serve God. We're not going to follow the garbage of this world. We're not going to take it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to go through that. Okay, We're going to raise our kids in the values of God's Word. Okay, Look at the 10 points that I gave you. Okay, You can pull it off the internet. Okay, 10 10 10 um 10 um uh, the, ten, the ten rule manifesto to change a nation because Satan was changing the nation when he saw the move of the spirit he had to counter it through the doctrines of devils and 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 warns us of that 1 Chronicles 25 1 through 5 okay I don't have I don't want to go through all that but that is that is Asaph Asaph he had all his children okay he had five children that were musicians that, that trained and taught you know, so again, I just want to let you know, the greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. But we have a responsibility, okay, to watch the information warfare that we are in, okay? What we, what we allow our kids to put in front of us, in front of their eyes. You know, uh, Psalms 101 verse 3 says, I will put no wickedness in front of my eyes, okay? What does that mean? That means I'm not going to take in these 10 rules, okay? If, even if I don't have to watch TV anymore, I'm not, you know, I don't want to see all the perversion. I don't want to see what the world is calling. I mean, if you go on cable TV, you know, some of these stations that are, that are, and what they are promoting, you're going, good God, you know, the transgender movements, the, the, tra you know, just all this crazy stuff, men dressing up like women, they call, and they call us that we're not normal. Okay. See, listen, 
What the world wants to do is get you into the life and the in the in the in the what I call the idea of reimagine. Or reimagine what a man is, reimagine what a woman is, reimagine what marriage is, reimagine what life is without cops. Reimagine, re no, we're not reimagining. We're going to stay in truth. Man was made for woman. Women and men produce children called a family. Okay, and we don't care if the world don't like it. We win in the end. Get ready for one of the greatest revivals along our land, which is what? The revival of fathers to their sons and, and children back to their fathers. That's the spirit of Elijah that's spoken about in Luke chapter 16 and 7. Luke chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. And also in Malachi chapter 5 and chap uh, uh, chapter 4 and uh, verse uh, 6 and 7 or 5 or 6 whatever that, that, those last two verses, that Elijah is coming. The spirit of Elijah will be sent in that day to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the sons and sons to the fathers. You've got to understand that Satan's main tool was to destroy the family. That's why he went after Adam and Eve, to destroy them. Okay, He didn't destroy them. All he did was poison them. Okay, I, got, I could teach on that at a different time. But I just want to challenge you. Take a good look. Okay, Take a good look at this this 10-point manifesto and tell me where we stand have they been effective and how effective are you how socially how, how social media are you locked into where you just look through everything scroll through everything or you hear preachers on them and they, they say things that that the uh, that the bible don't say and you don't say nothing and you just just keep how how watered down are you what's your stance What's your stance on, on all these uh, biblical theological issues? Don't forget, sin is not a cultural issue. Sin is a theological issue that people need to take up with God. And guess what? They want to remove God from everything. That's their purpose. If I can get God out of the family, then I can take the family. But we know he fails. God laughs at their plans. So I got many more scriptures to go on this, uh, to, to get, to roll through, but, you know, we're out of time, and I just want to share that with you, okay? That in 1906, yes, we had a move of the Spirit. I am a product. My ministry is a product of that throughout the years. Oral Robertson, you know, all the great men of God, R.W. Shambach, all these great men of God, they all come, they all come through the through the process of, of um the great outpouring of the Spirit in uh, Azusa Street here in Los Angeles, California, just 10 miles down from my house. Okay, it happened right there. The world was coming there for revival. But on the East Coast, Satan was preparing information warfare. He was preparing entertainment warfare. He was preparing how to tear down the nation and destroy the family. So again, pay attention. I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed teaching it to you and uh, much more to come. So, again, fathers, lead your children. Work on your marriage. Work on your relationships. Don't back down. Don't back up. We win. God's laughing at their plans. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon on Prophetic Whispers. And this will also be on my podcast as I record it later and touch it up a little bit. God bless you. We love you. And Jesus is Lord. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, and if you're in the Del Rio and in the, uh, Del Rio and in the um, Eagle Pass area... <laughs> I know it's freezing over there right now. It's supposed to thaw out, but I'll be out there this weekend with my dear friend, uh, loving on my dear friend, um, Brian Cisneros and Sandra Cisneros and the great uh, Access Church family will be out there with them. So God bless you. We love you. Jesus is Lord and we win at the end because God's laughing at their plans. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Well, God bless you, and thank you for joining me on Prophetic Whispers. And uh, again, we win in the end. Don't lose heart. God is turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children back to the Father. That's the grave revival. God bless you. Talk to you tomorrow.